doesn't like Luke. Timmy likes parachuting. Both of those will change. <laughs> You're listening to Return to Gilead, a fan podcast for Down Gilead Lane, by two new but very much avid fans of the show. I'm Michael LeFaber. And I'm Ryan Matlock. And today we're reviewing episode 1-7, Rumor Has It, by Beth Culp. Episode 7, on our return to Gilead. Full disclosure to everyone listening, we've already been recording this review for an hour, and we thought, you know, we're not going to give you an hour-long review of Rumor Has It, so... We're going to be splitting up this into a one episode and a bonus episode. This episode will have the 20 minutes normally that you have from Return to Gilead, that where we talk about the episode and what we liked, what we didn't like and stuff. And then the episode tomorrow that's going to be out, it will be an hour-long conversation about dating and the advice that John gives to Brooke and everything like that. Ryan uh, and I stuck around for quite a bit and had a lot of thoughts on it, so... It was uh, it was quite fun. Yeah, so we won't bring up any of that here, so if you want to listen to it, feel free. If you don't, you can skip it. I pretty much say the same thing in the intro to the next one, but in the meantime, this episode exists. <laughs> How are you doing, Ryan? Let's get to the fun Timmy stuff. Yeah, let's do it. So here's the summary for this episode. Haley spreads a rumor that has unintended consequences when she tries to stop Brooke from getting teased. Meanwhile, Timmy goes a little too far when he gets advice on making a parachute. So my original tag for this episode was that this episode has a great moral to say about dating and also has a fantastic moral or theme about watching what you say and your words. And we're going to skip over the dating thing for now. But as far as the watching your words goes and as far as story structure goes with the, the whole dating question, it's interesting because... Again, you're not really seeing that that's the theme that's going to be portrayed in this episode about watching what you say. Right. And then that's what it eventually becomes. And all the storylines tie into that. And I like that. Right. Because it's not until Haley spills the beans to Maya about what Brooke said hastily about Luke Mm -hmm. that we even get a notice or like we even get a inkling that this is going to be about rumors or taming the tongue or something like that. Right. And then she does. And we almost like just don't think about it, except that it sounds like Maya's going to do something with that information. Mm-hmm. And then it's not until it blows up in Brooke's face that it's even more apparent. Oh, that's what this episode is about. Yeah, well, you can kind of tell in that discussion when Haley says it. Maya seems kind of placated by it, and yeah, from Haley, what Haley says, it sounds like she is exaggerating it. So you can tell that something's going to happen, but. When the rumor does come out and when you get the scene of Brooke talking to Luke over the phone, it starts to sink in. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that wasn't really that great. That was a mistake. (laughs) You want to talk about Brooke and Luke in this episode? Sure. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You don't? You don't? (laughs) No, I don't not. I just that's not what I wanted to talk about. No, no, that's that's the antithesis of the point of the episode is that you're not supposed to relationship. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But no, I think they're good friends and I like seeing two characters who are a boy and a girl and they're the same age and they're at the age that they could date and they don't necessarily and they're not interested in that. It might turn into that later. Who knows? They're just Mm -hmm. friends and that's okay. Yeah. Quickly summarizing some of what we talked about, Brooke doesn't want to get into a relationship and John Morrison's encouraging her, well, you don't have to because there can be problems that come with that. And the how this plays into the rest of the story here is that she doesn't end up hurting her relationship with, with Luke by pursuing a, a sort of pressured relationship that some of the people at school are kind of expecting them to get into, maybe teasing them to get into. But is Brooke saying, does, does she say, like, I'm seeing my friends 
getting into relationships and I I might need to as well. She doesn't feel like she wants to. She just sees that everyone else is getting into and she fe- like she feels like they're telling her she has to. Mhm. Mm-hmm. At the end of the second scene, Brooke is really quickly starting to be frustrated with Luke and Luke is taking it fine. He's taking it all the the critic or the teasing well and not really responding to it and Brooke as his friend is annoyed that he's not having a, a, a worse reaction to it because she is feeling internally and the conversation we ha- she has with her dad is she doesn't like the pressure that people are putting on her and she's annoyed, whereas Luke isn't. And so her frustration is both at the people who are teasing her and at Luke in a way. Yeah, I was actually surprised that there's not a little bit more emphasis put on like, hey, Luke's the mature one here. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's sort of how I felt. Like Brooke feels like there's something wrong with Luke because he doesn't react negatively when other people are being bad, which shows patience. Mm-hmm. Even when Brad, who is Brad Smith, who is Jessica's brother, and Jessica's also, Jessica was in the last episode. She's also in this one, just for like a quick couple lines. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, who's kind of the bully here, he's got a lot of really funny one-liners. And even though they're they totally get him in trouble, they're they're actually pretty funny. Like the second scene, Coach Stevens is talking about how how they did, and Brad says, "I bet Luke would go a lot faster if Brooke ran in front of him." And then the coach doesn't he say like, "You'll have me as a running partner." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't stop. But then <laughs> I love that. But then he goes up and keeps picking on them. Brad does, and the coach calls him, and he says, "Uh oh, looks like we're gonna give you some alone time." Or something. And then the co- and then uh, Luke says, the coach is right behind you. And Coach Steven goes, why don't you and I have some alone time? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so funny. So whatever you think about Beth Culp's moral about dating in this episode, you gotta you gotta admit her her writing is fantastic, right? Yeah. She does a great job. And like even the conversation that we talked for an hour on, mm-hmm. I still appreciate the scene as just a kind of tender moment between mother and or between father and daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Roger Mueller's acting it was something I picked up on in that scene. You know what? Yeah. We got to do it. Let's go ahead and play the clip of the day and then completely ignore it. Are you okay with that? Sure. The only thing that can come from giving your heart away, even little pieces of your heart, too soon, is pain and regret. <sighs> you sacrifice part of you that could be given to your true love later in life. I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, well, you have so many years ahead of you, sweetheart, and all the time in the world to fall in love. I mean, don't force anything to happen before it should. I won't. <laughs> but like I said, I haven't even wanted to date Luke. It's just that everyone made me feel like if I don't, there's something wrong with me. Well, there's nothing wrong with you. Most of the discussion that we had in the, the hour long was the first half of that clip. And then the second half where yeah. he says, don't force anything to happen before it should... I, th- I think you would agree with that, right? Yes, yes. I think that as far as the relationship message here, the, the overall message is not what I talked about in our hour-long discussion. Right, the overall right. message just is you don't have to feel pressured because if people are pressuring you, like just ignore them. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you do you in your own time based on what's wisdom or what wisdom dictates. Mm-hmm. And quick preview is that I have also felt what Brooke is feeling, that it feels like there's something wrong with me, that I'm not in a relationship right now, and a lot of my friends there's are. There's nothing wrong with you, Michael. There, There isn't, you, yeah. You do you. I know, I know, and that's that's the point, and I really appreciated that moral. Uh, and yeah. for anyone listening, we mentioned this in the other one, 
uh, if Beth Culp would like to come on and talk about her thoughts behind writing that scene, I would absolutely be 100% down for that. Um, Yes. Yeah, and I'll figure out some way to reach out to her, see if she wants to talk about it. But in general, Roger Mueller does a great job, and his chemistry with Brooke still is fantastic in that scene, I would say. Yes, I think that he has tremendous chemistry specifically with i'd say like with brooke it's great also i'd say maybe with mike mm-hmm. um oh, those yeah. are some of my favorite moments is when he's like he, generally he's reprimanding mike more than just kind of talking to her like oh it's okay <laughs> um but even in those moments there's a great deal of like father son chemistry that those scenes are not as fun but they can be towards the end when there's sort of a reconciliation after Mike gets uh, sort of learns his lesson. Right. Just like it was in the first episode that we reviewed in this session where Michael is feeling inferior to Justin and he and his dad have some great conversations about that at the end. Similarly, it's here that Roger Mueller has great chemistry with all these other actors and each one you can point out there's a different way that he approaches them. With Brooke, he's really mature. With Michael, he's like, this is your duty to do these things in in our family and to respond to us this way. For Justin, it's an appeal to his intelligence in some ways. Like, you're you're so smart in, in these ways. Now, how have you seen this applied in other parts of your life? With Haley, it's, I know you're passionate about certain things and your your looks and your appearance, but here is the heart issue. And with Timmy, it's it's really simple. We've told you this, now you need to do this. And we see a little bit, I think, of each of that in this episode, don't we? Yeah, because he has, he has to talk to everyone. <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't think Justin does anything in this episode. No. Besides no, wanting to make Timmy an actual parachute, which I'm kind of glad he didn't do that either, though. Yeah, I doubt that it would have worked out either yeah. way. There's not a lot of space between the roof and the ground for parachuting. And I had totally forgotten that Timmy got injured in this episode so i thought his stuff on parachuting was just a throwaway and so when he comes up and he's looking for books on parachuting i'm like oh timmy hi i want to find you a book and talk to you about parachuting please and by the end of the episode you're like i did not want to do that (laughs) just like the haiku (laughs) oh no (laughs) the scene later on i missed this but when justin is trying to prepare something for Timmy and trying to do the research and then Timmy asks Michael how would you do it and he says I would just or I would just what didn't he say I would just jump off the roof with an umbrella or something does he actually say that yeah I would just jump off the roof with an umbrella I think is what he says flash forward three scenes where Timmy jumps off the roof with an umbrella (laughs) I would love to stick that in but I'm not that I'm not going to do that much editing on this so Timmy's part of this is that Michael gave him some advice that wasn't really that great and he didn't watch what he was saying with that. But then Haley's lesson that she learns is that she shouldn't, and we're going to be contrasting this with the second episode, with the next episode. All the, all the conversations go back to be careful what you say, Mm -hmm. try to tame the tongue to the point that the things you say are always beneficial and not going to be detrimental to other people. And Mm -hmm. we see that in Mike not saying something brief about jumping off the roof with an umbrella to a child. We see that in Haley not saying something brief to try to get her to be quiet. And then for Brooke, trying to remember, does Brooke say something that she shouldn't have? No, Brooke is fine. Brooke is the one who's caught in the middle of all of this. That's right. So Haley's plot flows from Brooke's plot. And the dual theme in this of 
the thoughts about dating lead in to the next theme of watching what you say and the whole perspective shifts so that at the end of the episode we're not even really concerned about brooke's dating relationship or not dating relationship because at the end luke comes by and he's like hey i'm I'm sorry about the way i was acting and after he hears about all the rumors he's really cold towards brooke in a way that i thought really would he really be that way and i i guess so i think he was cold towards brooke because it sounded like like first off brooke is already freaking out about all of this and he's mm-hmm. cool and so he's like as far as he's concerned the relationship is fine everything's fine but brooke is a little upset and then the next thing he hears is that Brooke thinks poorly of him. Yeah, and right. He's right. cold because it goes from, huh, I guess that time earlier when she was upset and uh, freaking out about me not having more of a problem with this, it wasn't just her being concerned and frustrated. She actually thinks that way about me. And then the coldness comes from maybe a shutdown concerning, like, yeah, maybe he felt like he was safe in that relationship and now he's not and that emotional vulnerability is painful yeah it makes sense that he would eventually come back later and say i've had time to think about it which isn't actually what he says but i'm sorry about that so timmy gets a concussion when he jumps off of the roof which is really sad but he's okay because it's only a mild concussion he says to michael like why'd you say anything if you didn't mean it and michael says i don't know i'm a fifth grader but i love that in this situation we get that funny one-liner, but it's accompanied with the consistent, the parents still say, hey, come on, come on. Like, they don't stand for one-liners that Mm -hmm. aren't ideologically appropriate. Continuing the trend that we've seen in previous episodes, and it leads really well into the final summary. We don't have a Zach outro in this episode. We just have everything we've learned so far, and then the parents saying it looks like we've learned a lot about controlling the tongue or watching what we say. Yeah, that's great because we don't need it. So you want to talk about Grace's conversation with Haley real quick before we wrap up Yes. So Haley and Grace have a conversation in this episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. This, I'm trying to remember how it starts. Well, she shows up at their house. She shows up at Grace's house and Finn isn't working. He doesn't have his his harness on. That's right. And that's fun because we get to see Grace at home for, I think, the first time because this is the first time she's in the house, right? Yeah, this is her second episode. Yeah, so we get to see Grace and her atmosphere, her environment, element, and it paints a very pretty picture because she talks about her big bay window where she writes, and she talks about how Finn gets to run around by himself, and that Grace is a Grace is a writer is established in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was established. It might have been last time. It might have been in the last. episode. No, it was yeah. this. It was this episode actually. Yeah, like we walk into this place, and I feel like I can see it. I'm having trouble remembering the conversation between Haley and Grace. I think Haley meant, oh, that's right. Haley t- Haley's talking about how mad Maya makes her, and Grace actually pulls it out that Haley responded to Maya and exaggerated, and Grace is able to be like, hey, well. Um, Aren't hmm. Brooke and Luke best friends? Why would you say that about Brooke? Yeah, right. I've been thinking recently about and just a couple little situations that I've seen where somebody says something innocently and it comes across in a way that that person wasn't expecting so with Haley, she obviously wasn't making it trying to make it seem like brooke and luke didn't like each other or weren't friends at all she was just responding to maya and now that grace can step in and say oh i don't think that was the best choice grace didn't immediately say what how could you do that but instead she says it very gently and very respectfully says this is probably why that was a problem that you said that and she does it in such a way that 
it's all like when she asks questions often, it is in a way that brings the kids to the conclusion themselves rather than giving them the conclusion. Yes. Um, which is in contrast to how the parents typically deal with it. Like sometimes the parents will ask questions. Sometimes the parents will tell them outright, here's what's right. Here's what's wrong. And there's nothing wrong with either approach. It just helps to differentiate the approach that those characters have, which gives them more individuality. We'll see later on in the series when the parents and Grace finally do meet, how that contrast plays into the story, sort of. It's not it's not too significant, but it is interesting to see how everything flows. Yeah. Hey guys, my name's Lisa. I'm a huge fan of Down Gilead Lane, and I love your reviews. The music for the podcast is great too, though I think it maybe needs more rocky banjo and guitar like in the Beyond Gilead theme. I liked that one best. I really wanted to tell you that my favorite character from Down Gilead Lane is Freddy Falstad. I really think he should have gotten more episodes. Maybe they could have hired him at Peace of Heaven or something. I actually disagreed when you said you liked the Simple Slice of Life episodes. My favorite episode of all time is actually Good Night and God Bless because it's so much like Novacom. I usually just listen to season 12 since it's the best one. Well, that and the canceled season. Anyway, just wanted to say hi. My name's Lisa Rolfop. Well, thank you, Lisa, for that extremely enthusiastic feedback. I feel like we hit a home run on the first uh, actual voice message that we got. So thank you to Lisa for sending in that feedback. And uh, I uh, I do agree on the music. Uh, I Honestly, I can't play banjo. Uh, Ryan can play. Ryan, you can play ukulele, right? I got ukulele. We could add a ukulele in there. That'd be fun. But uh, for now, I'm keeping it piano because I like the simplicity of it. And I think there's a lot of beauty in just the minimalistic music. Um, but as we go on, we'll see if anything changes with the music. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, <laughs> now, as far as Freddie Falstaff goes, totally agree. He's a hilarious character. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't found him yet in the series, but uh, when we get there, <laughs> it'll be a trip. Yeah, he's he's got like two episodes to him, doesn't he? I think so. He's in the one where he's in the bushes trying to get John Morrison to buy some steaks or something like that. <laughs> And yes, they totally should have hired him at Peace of Heaven. Uh, no spoilers for the end of the series, but <laughs> that would have been really funny to see him show up in Good Night and God Bless. <laughs> like, <laughs> instead of the the person who actually is significant in that episode, it's just Freddie Falstaff the whole time. Right. I don't know. I think we can, we do agree on Good Night and God Bless, which, again, no spoilers, but it's the ending of the series, really action-packed, and yeah, it's kind of like Novacom, but yes. we uh, I, I love that. I love those episodes, and that episode is one of my favorites. But again, really? I really like... Yeah, it is. But I really do like the fact that Gilead can pull off the slice of life really well, in addition. It's not like I dislike the other episodes and only like the the simple ones. But I think you can like both. You know, Ryan? Yeah, I agree. I don't know that I would call it one of my favorites, but it's definitely an entertaining oh. one. Oh. We watched it recently. We watched it recently. You watched it? We watched it. We listened Ryan. to it recently. <laughs> And I was I was struck like the first time I listened to it I think I was distracted and then the second time I was less distracted but it still was just like what is happening <laughs> Oh that's weird because I was blown away one, by how fantastic The one guy it was. had like a randomly <laughs> I'm I need to cut that out Oh I oh right sorry spoilers Yeah but We'll, well, I guess we can't talk about it then. We, we but, can't talk. Yeah. Like, we'll say, <laughs> we'll say we'll put I'll a pin say, in that and come back to that sure, in April 2023. Sure, just cut, yeah, just cut that. Yeah, just cut that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll just no. Say, 
I'll just say a thing happened randomly and it was it was confusing. Yeah, I think I want to keep in the banter that we just had just now because it's kind of funny. But yeah. at the same time, we yeah. won't be <laughs> depending on like the schedule of this. We're going to be talking about this in like April of next year. Right. And I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to take that long, but we will get there eventually. I hope. Yes. I think that's going to be a wrap on this episode, along with the bonus podcast that will be released along with it. I Make think sure we have you a listen lot. to that. Yeah, or you don't have to. If, if if 20 minutes is all you can take from Return to Gilead each three times a week, or even like less than that, that's totally fine. Take it at your own pace, leave feedback when you can, and we will read every single comment we get. Anyway, if you would like to leave feedback, you can go to anchor.fm slash return to Gilead. There are a bunch of links on there. You could leave us a voice message if you want, and we'll probably play it here on the podcast. Be really awesome. You can also check out Instagram. We're there, and we're at at return to Gilead. Got something on that page, I think. <laughs> yeah, I post <laughs> weekly updates about the episodes that we're going to be recording. So, oh, sweet. Yeah, feel free to follow us on there. Share Return to Gilead with anyone you know if you think they'd appreciate it. You can also find a bunch of other Gilead fans on the Down Gilead Lane fan club page on Facebook. There'll be links to that in the description of this podcast. So, Ryan, what's the next episode we're recording? We're going to be recording episode eight, Sick of It. Yep. And hopefully we won't be sick of it. (laughs) Hopefully not. I need some ibuprofen now. I don't know about you. But in the meantime, yikes! I'm Michael. And ibuprofen. (laughs) I'm Ryan. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time as we once again return to Gilead. name of the person lisa lisa rothop oh, okay when did we get this uh we got this three days ago april 1st april 1st from lisa rothop yeah do you know who this is lisa rothop yeah i think i know who it is <laughs> is it uh can you enlighten us well they sent it on april 1st yes is it you no i mean does does that sound like my voice <laughs> no I think I know who it is now. <laughs> who is it? I've been playing SW5E with this person for two months, and I haven't noticed yet. <laughs> let's 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 move on. April. Darn 4th. it, Hannah. <laughs> Lisa Rolfop. That's a great name. It's April Fools. Ryan, did you swapped around? <sighs> I'm saying I pulled a sl- an eye slap floor on you. Ryan. <laughs> Put me in a room of people. I'm the most naive person in that entire room. And that counts over <laughs> recordings, too. Uh, <laughs> anyway, happy April, happy belated April Fools. <laughs> Yay. Oh, you're right. I was oh. waiting all day to see if you would, like, message me and be like, nice try, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I didn't even notice that, but uh, totally fair. My apologies if you were like, oh, I'm so excited. We got a voice message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you, you done good, Ryan. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about we just cut that off right there? All right.